0: Well, as Ken said, um, I'm Phil Rankin, and this is my lovely wife, Sue, right here. And we just celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary last month, two months ago. (laughs) Um, We have three boys. Um, My oldest is Seth, and he's 27, and he lives in Denver and is a civil engineer. Looking to try to find a job to move back out here, somewhere in the Bend area, Hopefully. (laughs) Um, my second son is Caleb, who some of you have prayed for and have seen around here a little bit. He's 24, and he is an animator and lives in Gladstone. They have and they both have wives. They both got married this last year, so one more till empty nest syndrome. <laughs> um, and our third one's Eli, who's a freshman in college, who many of you know. So um, that's my family. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I'm the third generation of Christian Jew. Uh, My grandfather, uh, during the Depression, uh, a full-blooded Jew in the Los Angeles area, was going door-to-door selling magazines to help feed the family. And uh, one of seven children, and so uh, as he was going door-to-door passing out magazines, he encountered Christian women who were housewives that would offer him something to eat or drink and share the gospel with them. And it was through that process that he came to see Jesus Christ as his Savior. Came home one afternoon to his wife and said, there's somebody that I love more than you. And his name is Jesus. Um, she eventually became a believer in my, and raised my father and his siblings on the Christian faith as Jewish, as a Jewish family. Uh, there's Consequences to that, uh, being ostracized from the rest of her family, etc. But um, my father got a Christian rearing. So my father is full, was full-blooded Jew. Um, he married a Gentile. <laughs> a Christian, fine Christian gal who I'm sure you'll meet in the next few months or so. Um, but uh, my mother is probably more Jewish in her heart than any of us. Um, she is gone to Israel and volunteered for the Israeli army three or four times and just she speaks Hebrew fluently she's you know it's just an amazing amazing woman but they decided I have one older brother his name's Tim and uh, we're two and a half years apart. My parents decided to raise us on Christian principles without even giving us our Jewish identity until I was probably about 12 or 13. I got baptized at 12. Going to church all my life, some of my earliest recollections of church were vacation Bible school, um, uh, children's programs and things like that. So I'd grown up going to church all my life and in junior high um, was walking with the Lord. At the age of nine, I remember responding to a sermon at an evangelical church, Uh, it was Evie Free of Huntington Beach, which is right near where the Wycliffe headquarters is now. Uh, was yeah. <laughs> um, it was on that property uh, where I heard the gospel presentation and a sermon, and listening to the the preacher preach about you n- need to accept Jesus Christ, Christ as your savior. And uh, so I we went home that afternoon and asked my dad, "How do you do that?" And uh, he told me, and I immediately went to my room and knelt, knelt by my bed and, and prayed to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. So that was the beginning of my journey and uh, involvement in church all my life. Uh, we moved around a little bit. My father was a physician, and so he had a couple job changes. But we ended up in uh, in Southern, living in Southern California. We ended up at a small country church with a country preacher from the Kentucky Hills. <laughs> um, and so it was very... Conservative is the IFCA church. If you're familiar with that, it's Independent Fundamental Churches of America. And if you're familiar with a gentleman by the name of John MacArthur, uh, he's IFCA. <coughs> um, so that was my, my upbringing in that kind of a church. In the youth group that I was in in those formative years of teenage years, there were three guys in, in our high school group, junior high and high school, and we all three went to different high school Um, So there wasn't a lot of camaraderie for me with male Christians. And I prayed as a freshman in high school that the Lord would give me a Christian friend, a male Christian friend. And uh, that happened through a good buddy named Mario. Um, By the time I was a freshman, I played on the basketball team. There were three of us that were believers. By the time our senior senior year hit, out of 12, there was nine of us that were Christians. And so the Lord was answering my prayers. And um, the Lord put it on my heart to dedicate my life to serving Him. Because it's such a small church, I was a leader in the youth group. And I remember my youth pastor that I had leaving when I was a junior in high school. And so there was a gal who was... um, in the group with with me that had the exact same birthday as me, Wendy. And so when he left, he asked us to lead the group because there was nobody to help. There was nobody taking it on. And so that was the beginning of my getting up in front of people um, and doing Bible studies and things. I still have a copy of them, the first Bible study I ever led (laughs) Um, at the age of 17. But through that, the Lord kind of placed it on my heart And I kind of made a commitment to him, said, I want to help young people fall in love with your church. And then I graduated. I've gone to public school all my life and graduated and realized that if I was going to do that, I needed to know people better. I needed to know the Bible better. So I wanted to go to a Christian college. And my family had a big background in Biola University, which is the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. (coughs) In fact, my grandmother taught there. My mother graduated from there. My brother was going there, and my cousin was going there. (laughs) And so it just worked out that it was good for me to go there. Um, So I went there under the um, auspices of uh, studying psychology because I wanted to understand youth. Adolescence was my emphasis in psychology. That was the degree I got there. But at Biola, they required you to have a Bible minor. And So I still had 30 units of, of Bible while I was there. Thank you, Jim. Um, so while I was there and studying psychology I was really growing and learning a lot and doing the typical struggles that college age people go through Um, kind of lost sight of the vision of being in ministry Um, got involved in some missions trips uh, through overseas crusades sports ambassadors went with some basketball teams um, to share the gospel internationally which was really fun. I even got to go to China and play against the Chinese Olympic team back in 1984. Uh, So the Lord gave me the gift of basketball to share the gospel, and that was fun. Um, (laughs) Through that experience, there was a church. I was in Southern California, obviously, uh, Institute of Los Angeles. Uh, But through this uh, connection of this mission's trips, I got to know people in a church in Northern California And some of them had hosted the basketball players for for our training camp before we went overseas and uh, built up a relationship. And then one of the gentlemen from that church went on with another trip with us. So he went on two trips with me uh, overseas. And then uh, as graduation day came to um, graduate from college, Three days before I graduated, which I had those questions in your minds as you graduate. Any graduate has a question, now what am I going to do? <laughs> um, and I was thinking, well, psychology, what can you do with that? You pretty much have to go to graduate school um, to do anything. Um, so that's where I was leaning towards. And I got a letter from this church in Northern California to say, we want you to come be our youth pastor. And I had not put out a resume or told anybody that's what I wanted to do. But it was like the Lord was tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Hey, Phil, remember when you were 17? Remember that commitment we talked about? And I wrestled with that for six months. <coughs> and at the time, I was working as a as a foster parent in a boys' group home. And I wrestled for six months saying, no, I can never do that. I'm not good enough. I have too much baggage in my life. can't you know, be up in front of people and... I'll mess it up. <laughs> All those kind of things. And for six months, I wrestled, I believe, with the devil about that. Not literally straight on, but there was a struggle there. And so finally I said yes and went up to Northern California in a town, a suburb of San Jose called Milpitas. And uh, was a youth pastor there at a small church uh, for two and a half years. And the reason why the Lord took me there was that's where I met Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that was a, a, a huge learning ground for me, and um, one of the things that that particular church was doing—they didn't—they when they hired me as a youth pastor, they had one student. <laughs> um, There's about fifty or sixty people going to the church, and they rented out the local post office hall to meet in the building. It was a room about this size. And so every Sunday we'd set it up and set it down. and, and But we had, they had one student come. So I couldn't pretty much ruin things. <laughs> but what they really had going for them was they were all involved in a ministry called Young Life. And they were very, very good at doing that. And so we started up a Young Life Club. And by the time I left, we had 80, 80 students coming to our Young Life Club. Um, and the church church was you know, morphing into different things. But the Lord led me away from that church, realizing that um, I was the only person on staff. And the way the leadership was being run was kind of the brethren model. Um, And actually the church was called North Valley Community Church. And it was a break off of Peninsula Bible Church, if you're familiar with that. Uh, Ray Steadman, the pastor of Peninsula Bible Church. So these are really good people, um, but the future of the church wasn't um, what I could help with. And so I ended up going back to my home church when a position opened up there. And that's where we started our family in Southern California. And I was there for five and a half years in Southern California before being called to... This is funny how circles work. (laughs) I told you about the youth pastors that left when I was 17. He left to do a church plant in Northern California, in Middletown, um, which is outside of um, Napa and Calistoga. And uh, the position came open there for the need of a youth pastor. And so we answered the call to go to Middletown, where my youth pastor had started a church. And this is kind of neat to see the circles go around. Um, So we were there for six years, and then. Uh, left there, answered a call to come up to Damascus, and that was in 1999. So was at Damascus till 2013. I uh, went back to seminary because I realized I can't be a youth pastor forever, and um, went back and got my uh, graduate degree in theology and, and, and Bible. And so that brought us to here. And so we've been coming here for three years now, And we've enjoyed getting to know you folks. Still got a lot of people to get to know. (laughs) Um, But that's basically, in a nutshell, um, my testimony. We've raised all three of our boys to love the Lord. They attended Damascus Christian School, and all three went, went there and graduated from there.